0: Remember that time that you showed up for work and you scared half the people in the room? No, not you, just me. Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I want to talk to you about small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. Why? Because I run the number one platform that helps mom entrepreneurs to build better businesses. It's called the Founding Moms. And we're always looking for women like you who want to join our community so that you can get better at marketing, branding, and sales. It's a pretty awesome place. You can see it for yourself at foundingmoms.com. This week... You get to hear all the gory details of my most recent public speaking engagement and how I royally screwed it right up by saying all the wrong things. I've been a professional speaker for a long time. My first real talk, and by real I mean paid, happened in 2012 and I've been holding mics and shaking hands ever since. I love speaking to audiences. It's a sort of performance art where I get to share my experiences by way of storytelling and I can weave my sense of humor into it to make it more palatable than those boring, oh so boring lecture by slide sleep inducers. I take great pride in the talks that I put together and by the reactions I've received over the years, I know that my audiences haven't just enjoyed them But they've learned something every single time. So why all this gloating? Because last month, I gave my first talk that I thought was a massive failure. Why? Because the woman who'd hired me told me that I terrorized half of her audience. Let me explain. I was hired by a newish tech company that helps its clients to figure out how to make more money. They were having a one-day conference in Chicago to bring their employees from around the country together for the very first time. During one session where the marketing team and the customer success team would be together, they asked me to present my talk on how to turn customers into superfans. It's a talk I give often and I relay the tips and tricks that I learned in my years working at a record label. I used to watch artists turn their customers into literal fans. And when it got to the die-hard fan point, well, there were a lot of little lessons that I picked up that I then applied to my own businesses that helped me to grow each of them. Them being my music management business, then my baby jewelry business, and now the founding moms. It's truly a fun talk because who doesn't want to hear stories about Sting, the Grateful Dead, Missy Elliott, in the middle of a business conference? Before I got to the event, the woman who'd hired me asked me to get specific. Real specific. She wanted me to show examples of how they could improve their customer retention rates. And even after I sent my slides, she sent me pointers on what exactly she'd like me to address. <coughs> In all my years of speaking, this had never happened before. It's actually surprising that it doesn't happen more often. As someone who likes to be pretty practiced before she enters a room, this panicked me. The stakes went way up. I had to riff on particulars to this company that I wasn't even privy to until she sent me some internal docs two days before I got there. Then I had a brilliant idea. The marketing team was going to be there, right? Let me go and see what their socials look like. Uh Aha! Maybe I can use that as fodder to inform them about how they can improve. Easy enough, right? I went to their Facebook page. It was pretty dismal. Not a single engagement in the last ten posts. So I turned to LinkedIn. They paid slightly more attention to their posts, but they weren't doing it right. When I got to their Instagram, I knew I had it made. I took screenshots. I wrote down solid suggestions for how they can improve all of their social presence. And I was confident that they'd appreciate my redirects, particularly because that's exactly what the hiring party had asked me to do. The room was full of warm, friendly, wonderful people. They were young go-getters, who were really excited about their clients and the products their clients made. The energy in the room was the perfect clay for a speaker like me. Off I went, giving my talk in the way I always did. And just as we got to the social media screenshot part, I asked, So, is anyone in this room in charge of running your social media accounts? A small hand went up slowly in the back of the room. I'm thrilled that you're here, I said. And I was. Talking directly to the person who could make a difference? Perfect. Except it wasn't. She barely responded as I walked everyone through what could be improved. No one on her team, sitting at the table with her, asked questions. None of them dove deeper into any of my suggestions. When all was said and done, I left thinking that they were a quieter than my usual crowd I followed up with a note to the hiring woman to ask if there was any feedback that could help me improve my talk and let me point out the woman who hired me was on the customer success team not the marketing team this is what I got back if I'm being honest the reviews were mixed my team and I loved you my team felt you spoke their language and had valid strong points Marketing was the team that struggled with the talk. I believe they felt somewhat attacked regarding the social media callout. First of all, you weren't wrong, and the compliments you gave about the other work product we have were overshadowed by the social media comments. I don't know if this is part of your method, but it was brutally truthful, spoken from a customer perspective. I appreciated it. Mixed? The reviews were mixed. This was a first for me. Attacked? They felt attacked? Somehow I felt attacked that they were attacked. And what I mean by that is, it's not at all anything a professional speaker ever hopes to hear. It feels awful. There's no way to remedy it after the fact. And it's not a situation where folks interrupt you during your talk to redirect you. What made up for the feedback was the fact that she not only appreciated my candor, but a few weeks later, she actually did call me to schedule my return date with her team. I could have written off the gig, chalked up the attacks as something that only the most sensitive people would experience. I could have let my ego do the talking, assuring myself that only losers can't hear the truth. But it was a swing and a fail. Although the truth is the truth, It's not meant for everyone. Some folks learn differently than others. And while i meant well, I can now see how my candor was heard as a reprimand. I'm absolutely going to do things differently next time. I'm going to ask more questions. I'll make sure not to dress down the efforts of a company, no matter how badly a job they're doing, ever again. And whether the hiring person thinks it's a great idea or not, I won't ever be tailoring my talk to the wishes of that sole person ever again. I'd thought previously that this was pretty important. After all, they're the ones paying me. But from now on, I'll be catering to the group every time. You don't call. You don't write. Why not try both? Text me at 708-872-7878 or go to jillsalzman.com slash podcast. You can record a message there so that I can talk to you in a future episode. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash whyareweshouting and leave a review, pretty please. It helps other listeners discover these entrepreneurial stories so that they can build better businesses. Shout out to Lindsay, Aaron, and that sweet, sweet social media manager for making this podcast with me. And thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week.